Hi everybody, this is Stefan Molyneux from Freedom Main Radio. Do you know why all of these attacks are raining down like dinosaur-aimed meteors on the Western world? Well, there's a reason for it, which I will talk about in a few minutes. But first, let's talk about the details about the recent Washington Mall shooting. On Friday, September 23rd, at approximately 7 p.m., 20-year-old Arca Seaton entered the Macy's in Burlington, Washington's Cascade Mall and opened fire with a rifle, killing four women and mortally wounding a male who died early Saturday morning. Law enforcement initially described the shooter as a Hispanic male wearing grey and the manhunt continued for almost 24 hours as families waited for answers as to if their loved ones had been victims in the attack. According to Mount Vernon Police Lieutenant Chris Kamuk, probably one of the most difficult moments for us last night was knowing that there were family members wondering about their loved ones in there. Witness Joanne Burkholder said, security came into the room and said, we need to evacuate immediately. And so we got into the hallway and there was like tons of people out there. People were panicking, screaming down the hallway. We were terrified, so we went outside and there was lots of security locking down the place. 14-year-old witness, Christina. We just saw a whole bunch of people running out. One of the workers said she saw him, the shooter, pass by. We all got freaked out and ran into the little back room they had. Then a cop came and escorted us out. I go there pretty much every weekend. It's just so strange that at a small mall like this, that would happen. Witness Kelly Couture said, just sirens and people were yelling and running out of the building. It was kind of like chaotic. The amount of sirens and the amount of police cars was insane. The victims ranged in age from 16-year-old cancer survivor and high school sophomore Sarai Lara to 95-year-old Beatrice Dotson, whose 64-year-old daughter Belinda Gald was also killed in the shooting, along with Macy's makeup artist Shyla Martin and Boeing maintenance worker Chuck Egan. Shyla Martin's sister Karen Van Horn said, She was so sweet. She was just very independent. She wanted to make her own way. She didn't want to rely on anyone else. We're really having a tough time right now. Burlington Mayor Steve Saxton said, There are people waking up this morning, and the world has changed forever. The city of Burlington has probably changed forever, but but I don't think our way of life needs to change. This was a senseless act. It was the world knocking on our doorstep, and it came into our little community. Our support goes with them, law enforcement and investigators, to help them bring the son of a bitch to justice who did this to our community. Our community comes together in times of tragedy. FBI spokeswoman Ayn Dietrich Williams said, We are devastated by the tragic events that occurred last night at Cascade Mall. Our hearts are with our Burlington store, the families and loved ones of the victims, and the entire community. I don't mean to editorialize people. This is not a tragedy. This is an evil crime. This is a mass murder. This is not a tragedy. A tragedy is when something accidental happens that generally can't be foreseen. If you remember the Duke lacrosse team, falsely accused of raping a stripper, would we refer to that 
gang rape, had it actually occurred, would you have referred to that as a tragedy? No! It's not a tragedy. Stop being sad, everyone. The Cascade Mall statement was, We are deeply saddened by the tragic event that occurred Friday evening. Our prayers and condolences are with the victims and their families. Sadness is suicide, I think. Red Cross disaster program manager Lacey Shoemaker said, It's hit the community on a very emotional level. It's a very small, tight-knit community. It's just kind of unbelievable. Something like this would happen here. I think there's a lot of mixed emotions. It's, it's weird when it happens in your own backyard. It digs a little deeper. Skagit County's Department of Emergency Management volunteer Bill Overby said, these are very abnormal circumstances in a normal community with normal people and their reactions reflect that. There's a lot of uncertainty. People are obviously very concerned, but there's not a lot of answers yet, which is common. Resident Maria Elena Vasquez said, it's too scary. It's too close to home. Resident Joanne Burkholder said, I'm just very thankful for my life this morning. I've never been so terrified in my life. You'd think it would happen in Everett or Seattle, but a small town of Burlington, I'd never dream something like this would happen. And by the by, some family members had to wait until 2 o'clock in the morning for confirmation that their loved ones were among the victims. On Saturday, September 24th, almost 24 hours after the shooting, suspect Arkan Seaton was arrested in Oak Harbor, Washington. At the time of his arrest, Seaton was unarmed and carrying a computer in a satchel bag, just wandering down the street. Island County Sheriff Lieutenant Mike Hawley said, At the corner of 7th Avenue Northeast and Oak Harbor Road, I saw an individual walking northbound on the sidewalk, and I instantly recognized that this is the person that I just viewed on my computer. I literally hit my brakes, did a quick turn, I jumped out. We both jumped out with our guns, and he just froze. He said nothing. He was kind of zombie-like. Neighbor David Cole said, It was all cordial would be the way to put it. From what I saw, it was textbook. It didn't look like he did anything. But obey the orders of the officers. Interesting. Uh, Compare this to Keith Scott in Charlotte. This man is wanted for five murders. He obeys the cops. Doesn't get shot. State Patrol spokesman Sergeant Mark Francis said, We feel confident we have the shooter. Whether or not anyone else was involved, that will be determined. Seton is currently facing five counts of first-degree murder. Law enforcement sources report that Seton had been in possession of three guns, all of which were originally legally purchased, but had been stolen from Seton's father prior to the shooting. Despite the police initially describing the suspect as a Hispanic man, Seton was born in Turkey, had immigrated with his family from Turkey, and is now a legal permanent resident of the United States. 
Now, police offered two different perspectives on the initial reports, first blaming witness accounts for the confusion and also the quality of the shopping mall security footage. Mount Vernon Police Lieutenant Chris Kamak said, Photographs aren't exact replicas because we're taking it off of security footage, but it appears to be a little darker complicated. I think he may mean complexion there, I'm not sure. So I suppose race could be anything in there, but I think that's why conclusions are being drawn. I think the earlier accounts of the race was from witness accounts that were trying to describe what they saw in there. So he's got the full politically correct spotlights on him. Why did you say Hispanic when it turns out to be Turkish? Uh, uh, uh. Ha, why do you think? Why don't you know whether it was witness accounts or was it political correctness? Now, for those of you who are perhaps a little bit baffled, there is no part of Latin America that is in Turkey. Turkey is, in fact, 97.8% Muslim, uh, 2% as non-religious, although I imagine somewhat nervous. Turkey currently hanging on to a large number of um, migrants from the Middle East and from Africa. And they're doing so in exchange for, hopefully, they hope, getting free movement of Turkish citizens into the EU. Now, a recent Pew poll found that in Turkey, 13% believe that the government laws should strictly follow the teachings of the Koran. 37% said laws should follow the values or principles of Islam, but not strictly follow. And only 36% supported the separation of church and state. You know that principle that tens and tens of millions of Europeans died to uphold? Well, just over a third believe it in Turkey. So let's look at Seton's history. Was it unprecedented? Did this come out of nowhere? Well, it was reported that Seton had previously faced three domestic violence assault charges in both Burlington and Island County, with Seton's stepfather identified as the victim in all cases. According to Fox News, Court records show Seaton was told by a judge on December 29th that he was not to possess a firearm. However, the stepfather urged the judge not to impose a no-contact order, saying his stepson was going through a hard time. Mm, poor little, poor little guy. According to Kiro 7 News, quote, In 2015, Seaton was involved in a fourth-degree assault case, a misdemeanor, in Island County. He was ordered to undergo a mental health evaluation in August 2015, and that was completed as of March 2016. So I guess he, he's fine. It was completed, you see. They went on to say, there were also questions in the court file about cannabis use, but last April a judge has questions about how that related to his mental health evaluation, saying it was not a mental health issue. I'm guessing, I assume, that the judge may have meant that it was a drug abuse issue or drug use issue. Kira 7 News went on to say, in May, a judge approved deferred prosecution in that assault case, meaning Seton was not convicted, and he was ordered not to have alcohol or drugs. As of August 25, 2016, Seton was in compliance with weekly sessions for mental health counseling. He complied with the alcohol assessment, according to court records, and he had a deferred prosecution review for the case scheduled for 2018. It is reported that Seaton had also previously been arrested for drunken driving. So, just want to point something out here. The government says it can vet 
people coming in with no paperwork, no database, perhaps even forged documents, just coming in from Africa and the Middle East. We can vet them. We'll be fine. Now, here's a guy. I assume the family was vetted before they came over. And here's a guy. What has he got? He's got a, a lengthy rap sheet. He's, uh, you know, been involved in these assaults. Drunk driving. We'll get to some of the other stuff he did in a bit. They're interviewing him. They've got a psychologist or a psychiatrist all over this guy for God knows how long. And they still can't predict what happened. How good do you think the vetting is going to be when they don't have one-tenth of one percent of these resources to evaluate someone? They still get it wrong when they have this guy under the microscope for a long, long time. The government cannot vet people. They will never be able to tell who's going to be safe and who's not going to be safe. Because if they did, that would be kind of minority report style determinism. We might as well lock people up at birth because you can just tell for sure who's going to go off the rails. So, what was he like to be around in school? Former classmate Austin Hendricks said, in high school he started harassing kids and not being a nice person, so I disassociated with him. He would grope women in high school and middle school. Former classmate Ulaine Finnegan said, I fucking went to high school with this perverted piece of shit. He'd grab and slap my friends and I's asses and even caressed my friend's chest along with other women. He's known to be violent towards girls too. This was a target against women. Rot in hell. Former classmate Dakota Kinonan said, literally was saying last night that it looked like him. I've known him since elementary school as well. Been witness and victim to his sexual harassment since then as well. This is all so crazy. And I'm so thankful my friends decided to skip out on the mall this night. According to International Business Times, quote, Seton's social media profile revealed a man fascinated by serial killers and guns. His Tumblr page included a photo of notorious serial murderer Ted Bundy at the age of four sitting next to a snowman. Photos on MySpace show him as a teenager posing with an M16. And my friends, last but not least, Arkan Seton on Twitter, January the 18th, 2015. We win! I vote for Hillary Clinton! Now, I don't play the guilt by association game. Anybody who's prominent is going to have good and bad people who are interested in them. But here's the thing, lefties. If you're going to play the guilt by association game when you play gotchas with David Duke and Donald Trump, well, gotcha! This mad, evil, vicious lunatic was a big fan of Hillary Clinton. Do you disavow? Can we play this gotcha game until the end of time rather than actually having arguments and debates with facts and evidence? (sighs) Come on, we all know deep in our lizard brain that if this guy had been a fan of Donald Trump, you wouldn't hear the end of it. But he's a fan of Hillary Clinton. (sighs) Into the memory hole it goes. Seton's ex-girlfriend had previously worked at the Macy's, which was targeted, but had quit her job several months ago. There is speculation that this connection is the reason he chose this location, but it is unknown if Seton knew any of the victims. Now, original reports suggested Seton had yelled out a woman's name several times before shooting, but those were unable to be confirmed by law enforcement. Police at this time don't know what motivated the shooting, but are not ruling anything out, including terrorism. 
Back to Mount Vernon Police Lieutenant Chris Kamak, quote, I don't know what his motivations were, but I certainly intend to find out. On Sunday, Chair of the House Committee on Homeland Security Michael McCall appeared on Fox News to discuss the recent shootings and terrorist attacks in the United States. Journalist Maria Bartiromo. There was a Washington Mall shooter. He's been caught. The suspect was 20 years old, Turkish Muslim Arkan Seaton. He was arrested for murder of the five people he killed in the mall in Washington State. What can you tell us about him? Is this related to Islamic terrorism? Michael McCall replied, Well, I think there was a good chance it could be. I know right now law enforcement, FBI, is playing it safe, saying there are no links to terrorism. That's true, at least from the evidence so far. I wouldn't be surprised if we find out more details about this individual, as well as we did Mr. Ahmad Khan Rahami. That was the New York bomber. There are warning signs. There are always warning signs. I mean, imagine your daughter is going to school with this creep, this grabby, harassy creep. I mean, this guy, Seton, groping girls, this is according to all reports, groping girls, beating up his stepfather three times, drunk driving, drug use, reported violence against girls. I don't know, was he suspended? Was he expelled? I mean, some kid got suspended for biting a Pop-Tart into the shape of a gun. Another kid got suspended for being bullied. A whole bunch of assaults, drunk driving, drug use. Why is this guy not in jail? If he'd been in jail, five people would still be alive today. What is the justice system doing? Why is this guy still in school? One kid got expelled for refusing to wear an RFID chip. Is it fear of being called Islamophobic or targeting minorities? Is this why law enforcement is paralyzed, just as they were in England, when Pakistani Muslim gangs were raping hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of little British girls, but nobody wanted to say anything because of racism? Dear God, what the hell is the matter with people? You have to have the same rules. If you want multiculturalism, everybody got to play by the same rules. Because if you have different rules for different groups, well, we can't put those people in jail. We can't enforce rules against those people because otherwise they're a part of a victim class and will be called racist or sexist or homophobic or whatever. (laughs) Boom! You don't have multiculturalism. You don't have diversity. You have a war of all against all. That's called balkanization. That's not called multiculturalism. Everybody got to play by the same rules. And, of course, it barely even needs saying, but we all know how this script plays out. If the ethnicity or the nationality of the alleged criminal is not forthcoming, we know that person is not white. Remember how George Zimmerman was a white Hispanic? Whatever that means. Also, the mainstream media didn't want to report that the cop who shot Keith Scott and Charlotte was black. You'd kind of buried that way down. It's all fuel for the alt-right. And then people complain about the alt-right. Imagine how much Seton cost the society. I mean, going forward, it's going to be millions and millions and millions of dollars. I don't think he's subject to the death penalty. Imagine how much he cost already in court fees, in time, psychologist fees, and so on. 
And this is why you see Donald Trump is talking about immigration and he's finding that he's getting just a little bit of traction. Because everybody wants to say, oh, I'm for open immigration because I want to signal to everyone my virtue and my tolerance. Even to intolerant cultures. Ooh, is Turkey an intolerant culture? Well, 86% of Turkish women admit to suffering domestic abuse. 86% of Turkish women admit to suffering domestic abuse. I don't know. Maybe the remaining percent weren't allowed to come to the phone. I don't know. So when Americans look at immigration, what do they see? Well, it switched in 1965 from European and therefore pretty culturally compatible to third world, third world, third world. Why? So Democrats could get their voters. And because the birth rates were beginning to decline. And here's the final thing that you need to understand. Birth rates are declining, which means the tax base that is necessary to support all of the promises to the elderly, the aging and the elderly, all of the unfunded liabilities, the tax base ain't there, people. Used to have a pyramid. Lots of taxes, few old people. Now, flipped the pyramid upside down. Now we have masses of old people and very few taxpayers. (laughs) It's funny, when you load down the young with massive amounts of useless student debt, they can't afford to pay the taxes necessary to feed the old people into their dotage. And the healthcare costs are going to go through the roof. So, oh, <laughs> it's not like all of these immigrants are really, really contributing to the economy given their vastly higher usage of welfare. So, historically, what happens? I'm not talking about any specific country here. I'm just talking about what happens historically. What, what happens historically is governments make wild outlandish promises to give the moon and all of its cheddar to the population as a whole. We're going to give you all this great stuff. We're going to give you all these services. We're not going to raise your taxes to pay for them because we can borrow, we can print, we can sell bonds. Enslave the future to bribe the present. And we'll call it democracy, not corruption, not bribery, which is what it is. Governments make all of these outlandish promises because the politicians who make those promises are long out of office or dead by the time the bill comes due as it is coming due as we speak. Politicians make all of these outlandish promises. We're going to give you all this beautiful stuff in the future. We can have a warfare, welfare state, and we're not going to triple your taxes to pay for it. And then governments start running out of money. Everything slows down. You can see this under Obama. The economy is slowing down. Too many regulations. Too little investment in worker productivity. Too many jobs outsourced so that people on welfare feel that their dollars go further. People on unemployment, on fixed income, social security feel that their dollars go further because they're not working, so they need to have cheap goods, so get the jobs overseas. Thanks, Bill Clinton. So what happens when the governments run out of money to fulfill on the bribes that earlier politicians offered to the population? Always the same. Always the same. War. See, you can't take away people's pensions. You can't ask them for, to live on coupons and stamps. and You can't ask them to line up at four in the morning to get their bread. You can't ask them to do that unless, unless there's a war. Now, if there's a war, people are willing to suck it up. They're willing to sacrifice. Now, in the West, at least, can't really start wars among Western countries. They're fairly friendly and they have 
weapons of mass destruction up the yin-yang. So, can't do it. Can't start a war to avoid paying the bills. So what do you do? First choice, war. Second choice, civil war. <laughs> 